it was on Friday that we were actually talking to our Fox News uh, foreign correspondent, Jonathan Savage, when the news began flashing everywhere that Alexei Navalny had somehow died uh, while in captivity and uh, at, at, a, at a, a prison near the Arctic Circle. And we focused, as we should have, on the loss of this very brave freedom fighter within Putin's Russia. Uh, but instantly your thoughts go to the other man who is a hostage of the Putin regime, and that's uh, Novice Paul Whalen. David Whalen is his brother and joins us live. David, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I can't imagine what it must have been like for you when you heard of Navalny's death. What went through your mind? I was very sad. I think he is uh, obviously a notable uh, opponent of the uh, the Putin regime, of President Putin and the Kremlin. Um, and, and unfortunately, his death and most likely his murder um, is an example of the kind of threat that people in Russia, both in the prisons and outside the prisons, have to exist with every day. And it's a constant concern that we've had about Paul since back in 2018 when he was first detained, uh, that that sort of thing could happen to him, perhaps not with the same intention as the Kremlin has done with Navalny, but uh, um, even just through uh, indirect negligence that uh, they could kill him. Well, you don't have to be an an opponent necessarily. You can just be an inconvenience to to Putin. Absolutely. David, um, with the Biden administration condemning uh, Putin's regime for Navalny's death, uh, what are you hoping will be the international response uh, to hold Russia accountable for its treatment of Navalny and and your brother? Well, I think it's very difficult. I think Certainly, in my brother's case, we've seen that there are limited um, options for countries who want to impact the Kremlin's behavior. Uh, It's sort of like going up to someone's house and saying, I want to buy your house. If the person isn't willing to sell it or doesn't want to sell it for the price that you um, are offering, then then you're sort of stuck. And I think that that's where we are, certainly with Paul's case, um, that uh, the Kremlin is, at this point at least, not willing to uh, make an arrangement that would allow Paul to come home. Do you think these sanctions uh, that are expected tomorrow will make it more difficult for your brother to? I don't think they'll have. No, I, I, I'm sorry to overtalk you. I, I don't oh. think that they'll have any impact. Um, the, the sanctions in general are focused uh, mostly on individuals, and I don't think that those individuals um, are either that bothered by the sanctions, nor are they the people who actually would. Uh, be involved in the decision-making around uh, Paul's release. So unfortunately, they may have other impacts, but I don't think they'll have any impact on Paul's case. I think what's sad are, are just milestones that pass as your brother continues to spend time in prison, five years, and now your birthday, you twin brothers, your birthday coming up again. But you, in the article, at least in the Oakland Press, his spirits are up recently? I think they really bottomed out. And so uh, they are up um, relatively <laughs> Speaking, when right. he hit the five-year mark in December, it was really, really hard. I think he he used the words abandoned. He he felt very much uh, like he was really never going to come home. And I think what we're seeing with uh, Mr. Navalny's case is that um, there is a decent chance that if you are in a Russian prison, you don't get, ever get to go home. Um, so we will continue to hope that in uh, 11 years from now that he will be home. Um, but his 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 uh, his spirits have have raised a little bit. Um, we are continuing to try and support him. He has a broken tooth now, and there's no longer medical care at the prison. Um, so we are trying to find a dentist. They're about two hours away, and to have him go and, and look at Paul's tooth. Um, but you, you know, he's he's doing the best he can. He's surviving, and I think he's done a remarkable job to have survived uh, uh, until he, until his 54th birthday, and hopefully for many more from that from there. 
I know that there are international groups, um, human rights organizations that try to monitor what's happening in some of these foreign prisons. And in Baldi's case, I think this was so remote that maybe the capacity for oversight and watchdogging was somewhat limited. But uh, do they provide some assurances and some checks and balances against what may be neglect? No. Uh, Russian uh, group, uh, groups like those uh, non-government organizations outside of Russia don't really have any insight into what's going on in Russian prisons, as far as I can tell. And as we saw in Mr. Navalny's case, um, the prison monitor, the Russian prison monitor, said that well, he hadn't complained. And so, you know, <laughs> what are they going to do? And and we've seen that with Paul when Paul was uh, attacked in uh, November. Um, we actually made a complaint uh, to the prison monitor, but they came out in the press saying, "Oh, we haven't had any complaints from." From the prisoners, so things must be fine. And I think that that's really the, the case is that the prison monitoring system in Russia is uh, controlled by the Kremlin um, and isn't going to ever expose the uh, human rights abuses that are going on. Dave, how can people who want to help your brother and raise awareness uh, about his case kind of contribute to your efforts and the, the broader movement for justice and human rights? You know, there are two things, and one's, one's really easy, easy and a little bit passive, and one's it takes a little bit more action. And, and the passive one is really just to show compassion. I think we've seen a lot of uh, social media, certainly I've seen it because I, I, I'm watching Paul's case all the time, where people uh, make jokes about sending someone to Russia to be a prisoner in exchange for, you know, bringing Paul home or, you know, not valuing the fact that an American has been freed in the past because there have been exchanges that have brought Americans home. I think having some compassion for those people who are being held hostage would really go a long way because it, it is a problem where we have Americans now, a, another American has been arrested this week uh, on espionage charges in Russia. Um, this is an ongoing problem, and I think if people could show a little compassion, that would go a long way for the families who are, are trying to support to support their loved ones who are taken hostage. In Paul's specific case, there is uh, the the, that, the best thing people really can do is uh, send him a letter or a postcard or uh, a birthday card or, or whatever they feel like sending. Um, the address uh, can be found at freepaulwhelan.com. It is an American address. It's at the State Department in Washington. Um, and the mail then gets transferred over to Paul. And, and, and the mail, I think, is one of the huge things that has really kept his morale up. That's great. Well, we will. Uh, it's, when, when is the birthday? March 5th. March 5th. Well, yep, we will, 5th. We're, we'll throw that out there. FreePaulWhelan.com. And that's W-H-E-L-A-N, correct? That's right. All right. David Whelan, he is never far from our thoughts, and we appreciate your time, and uh, we'll keep this front and center. We'll invite our listeners to think of him as well and make sure that the Biden administration knows as well that we're concerned for his well-being, especially in the wake of what happened to Navalny. I really appreciate you having me and, and for keeping Paul in your thoughts. All right. David Whelan, brother of Paul Whelan, and uh, David, you have a happy birthday, too. That's right. All right. Uh, when we come back, we are putting out the welcome mat in a big way. And we'll learn how the city of Detroit is going to welcome the nation to the NFL draft just ahead on JR Morning at 849.